Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the world's greatest film podcast, The Average Film Enjoyer. We are your uh, hosts, Trey and Evan, um, and we're here to talk about many things today. We're here to talk movie trailers because there's been a lot of that drop this week. We're here to talk about our next film on our IMDb Top 250 list, Hotel Rwanda. And then I think we've both been watching some pretty great stuff recently, so we're going to talk yeah. about some of that as well. Um, so we're just excited to get into it with you guys today. Uh, but first, before we get into anything, Evan, how are you doing this week? It's been a good week. Uh, I had the last two days off work, so I've, just been, fucking, I've been just rotting at home, like just chilling. Yeah. Watched a bunch of movies, played some video games, went to a concert last night, it was phenomenal. My One of my favorite bands, City in Color. It's my yeah. seventh time I've seen him now, I think. Yeah. So that was sick. I went with my brother and my girlfriend, so that was a good time. Uh, I watched The Batman this morning. W. So That's always it. That movie's so peak. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch Dune third, later, I think. Third best Batman movie. Third. Wow. Wait, what's two? Number two is uh, Batman with Adam West. Oh my god. I have an insane amount of fun <laughs> with that movie. Hurry Robin, get the uh uh the bat shark repellent. Oh my god. I think I that movie's that. so fun. It is so fun. It is so 60s and it's oh it's such a blast. I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you know how, you know you know how like you like we both gave Liam Neeson five stars that are yes. obviously not like comparable with other movies. Like we've given five stars. It's kind of like that. Like I just have such a blast with it and it's a fun time and it's goofy and I love it. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then how are you doing? I, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I worked this weekend. Um, I worked Super Bowl Sunday, which I thought was going to be a lot busier, but it was really slow. Nobody yeah. came in. Um, we did have a few catering orders, but uh, yeah. it wasn't. It was fine. I'm working um, tomorrow for Valentine's Day, and I feel like it's gonna be busy. Yeah, that's gonna suck. Um, yeah, Pearl Jam. Um, what I figured out today uh, is coming to Portland, Ooh. so I'm gonna sign up to for a pre pre register for tickets. Nice, um, because they're easily my favorite grunge band. Um, that's your favorite of the four yeah the four the the four big ones um yeah. my rankings go pearl because there's two categories there's your more angry angsty grunge where you have alice in chains and nirvana and then you're more like digestible not it's they still have like but m- more range of emotion yeah. kind of grunge and that's your pearl jam and Soundgarden. Yeah. so my rankings go pearl jam Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Nirvana. Um, I don't, Mine I is, don't like Nirvana very much. Yeah. Mine is Alice in Chains, uh, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that Black is maybe one of the greatest songs ever written. Dude, the line... Um, all, first of all, Eddie Vedder is an amazing singer. Holy yes. cow. He is so good. Um, the line in Black... Where he says, uh, you'll be a star 
in someone's sky, but why? Oh, yeah. why can't it oh, be mine? Dude, I'm getting goosebumps on my fucking arms right now. It's like, oh. I think 10 is in my top five favorite albums. It's yeah. such a complete and unskippable album. Release, the final song in the album, is so good. It is so good. The first um, time that I ever heard Pearl Jam was playing Rock Band 2 with my dad and my uncle in a live was on there oh and great song. it was literally like the only song i wanted to play i loved it so much dude pearl jam man my mom yeah, pearl loves jam. pearl jam um Heck yeah so she no, she just loves eddie um because he's also like one of the most wholesome humans um, the way he sings never fails to make me giggle though like on yellow lead better no clue yeah. what he's singing yeah um it's like bob dylan or like uh Dave Matthews always makes me laugh um, yeah. because Ants Marching, you've heard that song, right? Dave yeah. Matthews, Ants Marching, where he's like, he wakes up in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Um, no, but I'm going to get tickets for that. Go see him at nice. the Moda Center, which is really cool. They are coming to Seattle, um, which they haven't done in a very, very long time, according to my dad. Um, so I thought that'd be kind of cool to go see them at like their hometown, you know? Yeah. Um, So I might do that instead, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been, I finally finished Halo, finishing replaying Halo on Heroic last night. Um, yeah, dude, that game's so good. Uh, so now I've moved on to the remastered version of Halo 2. It's so good. I'm now reminded of why Halo 2 is my favorite campaign. It's so fun. Um, oh the God, battle so rifle, cool. dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Dual wield needlers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just unstoppable. Uh, dude, so my... I've been having fun with that. Nice. Uh, yeah, my that's girlfriend about informed me today that her and her work are all going to see the Jonas Brothers together, and I'm kind of jealous about it, dude. <laughs> I feel like that would be a really fun concert. It, I think it would be too. I'm not a fan of their music. Yeah, it's just like um, pure nostalgia, though. Yeah, but I think that would be like I've never been to like a big pop concert like that. I know, me so I, I've always been kind of like my mom offered to buy me tickets to buy me a ticket with her and my family to go see Taylor Swift, and I was oh. kind of tempted. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like some of her music. I think she yeah. is. Wait for the Eras tour. Yeah. Uh, wow. I think she is one of the greatest songwriters ever. She is so talented. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, her. I mean, for me personally, her more recent stuff I've really yeah. enjoyed, like Evermore and Folklore. I really enjoyed those are both great of those albums. albums. Um, I don't really enjoy her pop stuff. Lover, I did enjoy that album. I thought that was a solid album with some really good songs. Um, and I do really like Taylor Swift. I think she's a really cool person. And yeah. I think she gets a lot of undeserved hate. Except for um, private jet stuff, because nobody is taking 13-minute flights. The craziest thing about that is that she's not even in, like, the top 50 people who uh, have I private saw that jets list. that use the most amount of gas. She's not even in the top 50, but somehow <laughs> she's, like, the poster child for carbon emissions. It's crazy. The 13-minute um, flight made me laugh a lot, though. That's yeah, crazy. that's kind of silly. Um, but, yeah, I they offered for me to go, and I just I didn't want to, but I kind of regret it because yeah, 
I, I just want to say that I've seen Taylor Swift. Like, dude, that's a crazy show too. It's literally like forty songs, and it. Yeah, I watched the the Eras Tour concert movie. Yeah, Pretty fun. Yeah, great showmanship. Yeah, yeah. My sister uh, told forced me to watch her documentary. Um, that's oh, on yeah. Netflix. Actually, really good. I would highly recommend if you have any interest in her as a person at all. She's gone through some pretty crazy stuff. Um, like, yeah, she has just gone through a lot of crazy, terrible things. Um, and the public has not been very kind to her. Um, so yeah, I just, I have the utmost respect for her, but I do wish I would, especially the show they went to was the one where the crowd was so loud that they caused like a 4.2 earthquake in Seattle. Um, I thought that would have been cool to say I was like at that concert, but yeah, yeah, my sister had a great time. Um, Nice. But yeah, that's what I've been up to this week. Um, Movie news. Yeah, so we're going to do the small stuff first, and then we will talk about what obviously is the biggest thing, is all the uh, trailers that were aired during the Super Bowl, one of the biggest events of the year. A lot of movie spots, and a lot of movies present their first trailer for their movie at the Super Bowl, so that's always very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, First up, we have to talk about Tom Cruise being talks for uh, Tarantino's new movie. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think I don't think their vibes match up very well. I love I, I love Tarantino choosing Paul Walter Hauser as his lead because I think that they have like I think that'll be perfect and I think Paul Walter Hauser will be the perfect person in a Tarantino movie. Um but I don't know how I feel about Tom Cruise. I think I don't Tom Cruise can bring the energy. He just doesn't get a chance to do it a lot like you look at uh tropic thunder like yeah les grossman just goes crazy like i could totally imagine a les grossman character in a tarantino movie yeah i guess i could see that i don't know i mean i trust he's just like typecast into like action stars but and which is Mm -hmm. awesome like those movies never fail to amaze and he's like the best at it yeah he's amazing at it but he also has a lot of range as a dramatic actor and a comedic actor and all yeah like he's a great actor so i think that sounds super fun yeah Um, and i trust tarantino i don't have a single i have yet to see jackie brown or kill bill part two uh but out of the ones i have seen i don't have a single one of his movies under a four star even death proof the one that people Mm. hate on so much i love death proof i think it's a blast um it's definitely his weakest but i don't have a single one of his movies under a four star i think i have volume two out of three and a half i'm not sure i haven't seen it. but again that's like crazy. even tarantino we both had a few in or uh in kubrick's filmography that were on the lower side tarantino just like they're all so good um you came swinging with the rest of our dogs Oh, Reservoir Dogs is so good. Um, but yeah, that that that's definitely... I wouldn't say I'm excited for it, but I would say I'm interested in it. Um, one thing that we like just got in the last hour, and I wouldn't have known about it oh. uh, if we weren't talking about it in the Discord, uh, 
Ewan McGregor is set to star uh, opposite Anne Hathaway in David Robert Mitchell's mystery movie at Warner Bros. And it has also uh, been told uh, that dinosaurs are involved. Uh, If you don't know who David uh, Robert Mitchell is, um, he is the genius behind It Follows um, and... um, and the genius behind one of my favorite films uh, and one of my most underrated films, uh, Under the Silver Lake. Um, have we never talked about this movie? Oh have my we God. not? Dude, it's no. amazing. That's one of the first so movies cute. I ever watched in a watch party with anybody from the Real Talk podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, it's awesome. It was me and Ben, because he was like the first person I really connected with. And so our first watch party, it was just me and him, and we watched um, American Graffiti, which shout out American Graffiti, uh, amazing hangout movie. Um, but the next time, I think the next night, he hit me up and he's like, "Yo, dog, I'm not doing anything tonight. You want to watch something again?" I was like, "Sure." And so we watched Under the Silver Lake, and it was crazy. I mean, that whole movie is just yeah insanity. That's uh, that's Oscar's favorite A24 movie. I honestly respect that i it's amazing there's a lot to break down there it's definitely a movie that gives off oscar vibes um yeah it's very lynchian um but yeah i love it i think it's it's amazing yeah it's really cool amazing score too holy oh yeah i listened to that for days after Mm. watching that movie something have you seen guy Ritchie's the gentleman the movie yeah yeah it's amazing i love it Okay, so you're excited for the TV show? No. I think that's so stupid that they're making I'm a TV for show. The TV show. I, I, I like that Guy Ritchie is doing it, but I just don't like that they're Plus, making Plus, we got Giancarlo Esposito like, Vinny, and Vinny Jones. What more could you want? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I think the movie's great, and I don't think they need to remake it. Um, Colin Farrell is so it's just a treasure <laughs> in that movie, and so is Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey yeah. goaded in that movie. Um, we got our first uh, look at Michael Jackson in the Michael Jackson biopic. I don't know if you saw the picture of this. Oh, I didn't. I'll look it up right now. Um, yeah, looks looks like him, so that's cool. There was some... Oh, my... I'll... Uh, I mean, I'm definitely excited for... I As a... Oh, is that him? That's, That's the actor. not. Holy cow! He looks yeah. exactly like Michael. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about a biopic yet. Um, I love Michael, even though there is all that controversy, which we won't get into um, about him being a creepo. Um, I think his music's amazing. I also think that. Um, uh, he had a very, very difficult life that can make for a good movie. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Especially all the stuff with the Jackson five and his dad, his dad was like the worst human. Yeah. Um, It's normally, I want the actor to sing. Yes. Like, uh, Taron Edgerton for rocket man. Oh my gosh. That is, I don't, a, that is one biopic that I love. I yeah. love Rocket Man. 
here I don't want this person singing. I want Michael Jackson singing. <laughs> yeah, what a voice. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm cautiously hopeful for that. Um, Madam Web was released this weekend. Uh, wow. I oh yeah, it is tomorrow. But reviews have started to come out. Yeah. Um, I have been an avid hater of this since the trailer come out came out. I think it looks. I I I keep saying I think it looks terrible. I think we had a conversation where you were kind of excited for it. I don't um, think so. <laughs> no. Okay. We've both, both of us have it been looks like shit. Both of us have been very vocal about how much we are not excited for this movie. I don't even um, like good superhero movies anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, and I have talked to a few people who are kind of like, I'm actually kind of excited for it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, looks like we were right. Evan, um, yeah. critics reviews are uh brutal some quotes hilarious hilariously bad embarrassing mess um a new low for superhero debacles a genuine chernobyl level disaster <laughs> what a Dude, surprise i don't know if you saw soups who i mean he loves black adam and like every superhero movie Said yeah this is like one like... of the worst superhero movies he's ever seen he also said i was watching his tiktok he said they're in the suits for less than two minutes of the entire runtime. That's so dumb. And, this and is a two I hour wonder, I saw a tweet from Discussing Films, and I know it was because I double checked it, it was not Discussing Films. Um, <laughs> they said they're changing um, the with great power com, comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah, they I said they were changing that. that. Why would you change? That is a fundamental part of that character universe of the spider character yeah. universe and why would you go it there's no need to change that but let me just read a couple of these reviews let's see uh the hollywood reporter this is where i get all my movie news um it is an airless and stilted endeavor driven by a mechanical screenplay its lack of imagination would be astounding if it wasn't so expected the film operates on a need-to-know basis, forcing people to explain themselves through inelegantly breathless exposition. Oh, that sounds like Inception. Um, oh, Rolling, Rolling Stone says, Madam Web isn't as bad as its somewhat botched promote, promotional campaign might suggest. It is, in fact, way worse. A genuine Chernobyl-level disaster that seems to get exponentially more radioactive as it goes along. This detour to one of the dustier corners of Marvel's content farm is a dead end from start to finish. It is the cats of superhero movies. <laughs> Not a single decision seems of sound mind. Not a single performance feels in sync with the material. Not a single line reading feels as if it hasn't somehow been magically auto-tuned to subtract emotion and or inflection. The sole amazing factor of this spider spinoff is that someone, somewhere, signed off on actually releasing it. A showgirls of comic book cinema. Oh my god. That's crazy. This is what happens when studios have too much power, too much creative power in the making of a movie. We need to give all the creative power back to the makers, back to the artists. Like and Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. 
Or like we were we were both talking we've both been talking about Cure for Wellness a lot. That is an obvious movie where the studio yes. just gave Gore Verbinski a bunch of money and said, "Make us a movie." And he made it and was, and it's awesome. Bo is afraid. A24 trusts yeah. Ari Aster. He's released. They even gave him cre- a lot of creative control on Hereditary and Midsummer and they're like, "You know what?" We're going to give you full creative control. We're going to give you a massive budget and you make what you want. And he makes what I would call his masterpiece. It is astounding how great that film is. Yeah. But when studios like Disney, Marvel, Fox, whatever, come in and try to take over creative control so they can make more money. Yeah. That's when movies are ruined. And that's That's when your movies will flop. Yeah, that's one thing I love about Tarantino is he makes movies for himself. Like, yeah, he frequently says in interviews, he's like, "I don't give a shit what people think about my movies. Like, it's I care if I like my movies." Yeah, and it's was... like, "What's your favorite movie that you've made?" And he's like, "I love all my movies because I make them for myself." Like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is him just like indulging in all of his creative freedom that he ever wanted. It's, exactly, and it's it's, awesome. a, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, and that's it... what we need more of, and that's. Yeah. That's why I love A24 so much is because they give their filmmakers so much creative control to do what they want. They don't try to like... They back product projects that are like passion projects. Exactly. And that's what everybody needs to be doing. Um, Yeah. And like, I think Tarantino, I, yeah, I love him because he is so funny in interviews. He like really puts people in their place. And there's an interview yeah. where this lady's asking him, she's talking about all the gore that's in his movies. Mm, and I've she's seen this like, clip, yeah. And she says, well, I don't like all the gore that's in your movies. And he goes, I don't care. I don't make my <laughs> movies for you. I make my movies for me. Yeah. Um, and I just love that so much. So, uh, yeah, what a surprise. Madam Web is terrible. Nobody. Speaking of. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, ahead. I was going to yeah, transition was... to another story regarding probably more bad comic book movies. Yesterday, we get a, an announcement. Mark Ruffalo reveals he will return as the Hulk in Captain America Brave New World. About an hour and a half later, update, Variety now says that Mark Ruffalo misspoke and will not be in the film. And Kevin Feige has told Mark Ruffalo he will never get a solo Hulk film. Like, That's crazy. What are we doing That's... here? Like... I have zero faith in this Captain America movie. I still think they should have just nuked the MCU after Endgame. And restarted? Yeah, like, given it some time to make standalone movies that are not in a connected universe. Mm Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. just give it some breathing room. Like, we're exhausted. I used to be sad day one for every single Marvel movie. And, Mm -hmm. like... I cannot tell you the last time I've been excited to go to a Marvel movie. I wasn't even planning on Guardians of the Galaxy 3 being good and like going to see it. And I was listening to the Real Talk Boys talk about it and how amazing it is. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm in. I'll go. And yeah. I loved it. Like, That's what I want. I want standalone superhero movies. I don't want this shoehorned mess. We'll get mm-hmm. into this topic more when we talk about Deadpool. Uh, 
But yeah, I I just want some breathing room, and I think maybe 2024 will be good because Deadpool three is the only Marvel movie coming out. Yeah, and We've I got... also I also think that you're the problem is is that early on in Marvel universe you didn't have movies that were solely there for setting up more movies stuff like ant-man and ant-man and the lost quantumania that movie is solely there to set up and that's what we're getting a lot of early on in marvel you had standalone movies that there were certain parts of it that would allude to this bigger plot in this universe Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the goal of the movie. The goal was to make a great superhero movie. And then you'd have your get-together films like The Avengers, Captain America Civil War, all the Avengers movies, but all these solo movies you got, they they would barely even focus on that. They would allude to it. They would allude to these villains showing up in the universe. They would allude to this and this and this. Yeah. But they, were focus- they weren't trying to set up this whole new universe, which is, I think, what the problem is. That's what we've gotten to, is they're trying to... They just need to go back to, they need to scale back a little bit. Like exactly what they, they've been doing set up for like five years now. It's ridiculous. They like, cool. You are, you're, you want to set up like bigger universe. You want to give a, you want to make us excited for these movies to come, but you don't need to make an entire movie about that. You just allude to it, and that's, that's what, what the end credits use. Yeah, exactly. That's what the post-credit scenes exactly. are for. Exactly, is to be like, oh, minutes. this is gonna happen next movie. Three yeah, minutes of the three movie, minutes, and I'm happy, and I'll be excited to come back. Not me sitting yeah. there paying twenty dollars, watching for two and a half hours to be like, oh, I can't wait for two years from now when this is paid off. Yeah, like, give us my God, it's exhausting. Give us the post-credit scene. And give us like two or three pieces of dialogue it's that like, kind of like, yeah, or we're like, you can go home and be like, oh well, that's from this comic, so that must be, that's fun. Yeah, it isn't like, fun. I, mean, I know you love the first Avengers, the post-credit scene. You get a brief glimpse of Thanos, and it's yeah. awesome. And the Avengers is an awesome movie. Like you have oh, a sweet movie. It's amazing. That pays off with a big collaboration of Phase One, and it's great. And then it sets up Thanos as like this oh and it slowly builds but it's kind of just in the back of your mind because you have other stories but then now Mm -hmm. it's like we're forcing you to think about this but you're not getting any payoff for the movie you're actually watching it's like oh your payoff's coming in 2027 when secret wars comes out yeah it's it's dumb it's ridiculous yeah uh so yeah i'm so they've ruined my childhood (laughs) It's, it's terrible um, it's just yeah i'm i'm over it yeah uh what else did we get this week should we get into um let's do movie trailers last yeah, um okay samuel jackson oh, wants the mace windu tv series uh oh yeah i think that could be it i'd watch that yeah uh um let's see oh here we go uh, this is something I wanted to talk about. So a few months back, we there was uh, videos released with um, Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio uh, mm. looking for... They were like, we're having open auditions for the new Karate Kid. Uh, do you? And they were like, do you want to be the next new Karate Kid? And you like would send in a video, like auditioning. Um, 
And, like, they were like, we want to find someone who really encapsulates the Karate Kid. They have found him. Um, he is from that TV show that Disney Plus did, American Born Chinese, which I have not gotten around to, but it definitely looks interesting. Um, his name is Ben Wang. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio will both read... I don't know why Jackie Chan's in it, but I'm excited that Ralph Macchio is. I love this universe. Um, and uh, Jonathan Entwistle um, is uh, directing it, and he is responsible for uh, I'm not okay with this, that the, and oh, yeah. the end of the effing world, both of those uh, Netflix uh, TV those. shows. And both of those are really good. So I think this could be interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think that's all the big stuff. Should we yeah. Should we get into uh, our Let's movie trailer spots? Uh, what do you want to tackle first? Can we talk about how terrible Wicked looks? Yeah, it looks good. bad, but also visually it looks disgusting. This is like just a CGI mess it looks inorganic and bloated and like just unpleasant to the eye. Like it, it doesn't look natural at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't. I, I've I never mean, seen I have the little original. to know. I've never seen wicked. I've never seen the play. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. But this, it, it, this doesn't look good. It's um, crazy how this trailer still trying to hide it being a musical when it's like a Broadway renowned musical. Yeah. Oh, one more thing before we get into the rest of the trailers. This is the last thing um, that I will mention. Uh, David Leach uh, is out as the director of yeah. uh, the new Jurassic World movie. Thank goodness. Um, Cancel the movie. Yeah, that would be even better. Um, so I'm very happy about that. Okay, trailers. Uh, we got a trailer for Deadpool. Thoughts? We did. Ca- very cautious optimism. Like, I genuinely think this movie is going to be fun if it plays heavily into the issues that Marvel is having. And kind of makes fun of to. them. It needs to. It was doing it a bit in the trailer, which is awesome to see. Mm-hmm. I'm scared that it's going to get tied down and restricted a bit also they made this movie during the strike they kept going ryan goss or ryan reynolds sorry was not allowed to like improvise during these some of these times so mm-hmm. kind of scary that you know some of that charm is going to be gone because i don't well and some stuff we've gotten in recent history during strikes has not been transformers great. 2 not never good. forget um, um so yeah i thought like i mean the tva shows up tv loki is a good show i like loki, loki. is very good yeah tva is Agreed. cool and then the pegging joke made me laugh very very hard that's awesome yes. Yes. um i'm glad um, that the blind grandma's back because she never yeah. failed to make me we laugh. get morena baccarin back yeah <laughs> shout out to yeah. morena baccarin's role in gotham holy cow Taking up a lot of space in my mind at the ages of fourteen. Um, no, I'm I'm cautiously hopeful. I think I don't love both of the Deadpool movies. I don't love the yeah, character. I love I, both of them. I I think they're fun. I have a good time. 
I have more fun with these side characters than actual Deadpool himself. I love, I think TJ Miller is so funny in both of those. I just love TJ Miller though. Shout out Silicon Valley. TJ Miller's role is Ehrlich Bachman. So good. Um, no, I just love TJ Miller. Uh, Colossus. I love seeing Colossus. I loved seeing mm. Juggernaut for the, he definitely got, he was done better justice in Deadpool two than he was in X-Men three, the last stand. Yeah. Um, he was kind of disappointing in that movie. Uh, and it, I'm very interested in the fact that, I mean, we are chronically online and see everything. So mm. all of that fight in the snow at the 21st century Fox sign, we've seen a lot of it and a lot of pictures of Wolverine and the fact that they kept him extremely under wraps until the last like two seconds of this trailer. Yeah. And you only see um, his shadow, which I like. Yeah. And like his back for a brief second when he yeah. leans over. Um, It's interesting. I love Deadpool and Wolverine. Like I'm, I hope it's mm-hmm. a buddy, a buddy road trip movie. That'd be sick. There's yeah. a lot of speculation. It's just kind of hard to tell, like, what the plot is. Yeah. Um, but that's what a trailer should be. It shouldn't be telling yeah. you the entire plot of the movie. It should just be getting you excited to go see the movie. Yeah. Which is, I think that's what this trailer does. Yeah, it got um, me. Like, if this, was, if this came out, like, two years ago, before I had a straight hatred for the MCU, I would be like itching to buy tickets but now that i have so much skepticism around it i'm a bit more apprehensive yeah so i'm i'm i have hope that it'll be good just because i love the first two like the first one's a 4.5 second one's a four for me i love deadpool mm-hmm. i think um, i have the first one at a four and then the second one at a three and a half yeah um so yeah we'll see i'm excited yeah i think the trailer is good and i like the fact that they didn't show wolverine that's what i wish they would have done with thor ragnarok is Mm. not put hulk in the trailer yeah because imagine how crazy that reveal would have been in the theater where you're watching a thor movie and then hulk just shows up that would have been crazy so i am glad that they didn't really show wolverine in this like we know he's in it obviously but i'm glad that they didn't show him um so that's definitely something to look forward to um two more trailers and then we'll get into our review kingdom of the planet of the apes we both just watched this for the first time uh i was i was not hopeful uh how do you have we talked about the original trilogy not the original trilogy, the matt reeves verse uh how do you feel about it oh i think they're amazing um, I love them love so much. I think those movies are immaculate. That's and awesome. Yeah. Matt Reeves absolutely cooked. Uh, yeah, I agree. But yeah, I was definitely, especially since he's not involved with this new one, I was definitely skeptical. Um, yeah, it's interesting but, because it's set in the same universe and it's like a continuation of the story yeah. far um, on. So it's... A bit scary that he's not involved. But watching this, and especially since Wes Ball is directing it, and his only big directorial credits are the Maze Runner movies, which the first one was fine, but the second and the third one were both pretty awful. Yeah. Um, but watching this trailer, I am very excited. 
This mm. trailer is awesome. I'm excited. It looks awesome. It looks like it's just going to be a massive, huge-scale epic. Uh, so I'm definitely excited for this. And William H. Macy is in it. So <laughs> w. that's a W. Uh, yeah, I think it's really... I think it's going to be different in its own way, especially because like the humans in this movie are like... They look like primates, like... Yeah. Like... Yeah, I'm very it's, excited. It's going to be super different. It doesn't look like this big military battle. <laughs> like, the no. apes are in control. It's not even... Like, they, they won. So, yeah. I'm super excited. I, visually I am as well. Insane. Uh, yeah. Very yeah, excited so for I'm, that. I'm pretty, pretty hyped, even though before I wasn't at all. Yeah. And now to talk about what I think might be, for both of us, the most exciting trailer we've gotten... And the most hyped I am for out of these big four films. Um, we got a trailer for A Quiet Place Day One. And it looks awesome. It looks so good. Oh, no. No, I think it looks great. I... <clears throat> okay. This is such a complex alien invasion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's going to be hard to do this movie without the first half of it just being people getting freaking murked. Like, your instinct in an invasion is to just scream and run. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am optimistic. I love Lupita Nyong'o. She's amazing. Um, yeah. We also get I, Joseph Quinn. Um, yeah. I like, like him a lot. Him. I thought he was one of the only good parts of season four of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, um, and I love Alex the... Wolf. Oh, okay. He's in it. And is that the good one? Is that the Death Note one? He was. The, he's the older brother from Hereditary. Yeah. Um, and okay. yeah. we get um, the goat himself, Jimon Hansu. We love Jimon Hansu. Dude. What a beast. Love that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm definitely excited for this. The trailer makes it look super fun. Um, yeah, I I love the Quiet Place Day Two or sorry, not Day Two, <laughs> Part Two, Day One stuff. That is amazing. Yeah. The baseball field scene, all of yeah. that. It's super tense. Day One stuff is always really interesting and very tense. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the film scoop today, and Cash was talking about how he thinks that Lupita Nyong'o's character is going to be mute. So that's why she's surviving that's what because the, she can't that's, talk. That's what the trailer makes it seem like. Yeah, so I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, definitely I am very, excited. I'm I'm excited, yeah. Uh, I think it's gonna be cool. Uh a Quiet Place is always a fantastic theater experience and a home experience. Like Quiet Place Day Two. Jeez, I keep calling it day two. Quiet Place Part Two. I watched it home because it came out during the pandemic and dropped yeah. straight to prime. But I watched it in the basement. All the lights off, sound cranked with my girlfriend, and it was super tense and awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited, yeah. These movies are just really fun to watch because they keep you so tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of hope. When's this coming out? This year. Yeah. Um, I think it's like sometime in the winter. I can't totally remember. It's coming out March. Oh, comes out in two months. March 8th. Oh, or, sorry, one month. Less than a month. Holy cow. Okay. Um, That's cool. 
I did yeah, not realize that. Looking forward to that. Um, um, do you want to? Did you watch the Twisters trailer? Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that one. I don't know how I feel about. That's this. what I was thought you were talking about. I was like, you, when you're like the most anticipated movie trailer, I thought you were no. talking about Twisters, and I was like, oh. No, I don't know how I feel about this quite yet. I have a huge love for Twister. Uh, that movie is an absolute blast. Philip Seymour Hoffman is. Just, Wait, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it? I've never seen it. You've never seen Twister? Oh, dude. No, and I love he disaster is like, movies. He's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and it's most Philip Seymour Hoffman. Carrie, Carrie Ells is in it. Bill Paxton. Um, Helen Hunt, I Hunt. think that's. Yeah, yeah Helen, Hunt. Helen Hunt is in it. Um, it's a blast. It's pretty cheesy, but I it's really fun. Um, I can't believe you haven't seen it. This really just yeah. looks like a remake of it um but i mean you got daisy edgar jones you got glenn powell um, glenn powell is always entertaining like he has just he is. he's just a charismatic person so yeah uh so i'm cautiously helpful you need to get on twister though it's philip yeah. seymour hoffman is so funny in it um i love I mean, him he's so, so funny much. in everything uh yeah. yeah and bill paxton is the goat um yeah so I'm definitely interested. I think it yeah. looks fun. I think it looks cool. And as we've talked about, we're both huge fans of disaster movies. Oh, so. I love disaster movies. Even though I have a putrid fear of uh, severe weather. And for a long time, I couldn't handle thunderstorms. I used to put metal music on and hide under my bed. just during. Because we, we live in a place that gets a lot of very bad thunderstorms. Uh, yeah. Because my province is pretty rural in the mm-hmm. like outskirts of it. So there's a lot of like big tornadoes and shit uh, mm-hmm. near me. So I just don't like thunderstorms. Yeah. I like them more now than I used to, but yeah, uh, I, I, um, I used to have like a crippling fear of natural disasters when I was a kid, like tornadoes, yeah. hurricanes, uh, tsunamis, all that stuff. And then my mom tricked me into going to see tornado alley it was like a documentary about tornado chasers at uh and we saw it in imax and then i didn't really have a fear of it after because i realized where i live we don't get any tornadoes but we do get thunder and lightning storms and during those i go sit out on our porch and i watch like the sky light up i love it i love it when i was a kid my mom my my grandma like my mom's mom was deathly afraid of thunderstorms to the point where she would make the entire family sit in the car because it's got rubber wheels. Um, So she was like, I'm not going to pass this fear onto my kids. I'm going to make them watch the storms exactly like you do. It only made me more scared. I, I was petrified until I was literally 18 years old. Um, Yeah. And then there was like, it's so funny because I find disaster movies so entertaining, but they still freak me out. Like when 2012 came out, I remember having dreams about the world ending coming mm-hmm. up to that. It was like so weird, um, but I still love them. Yeah, it was. I, took, I, I took a class on natural disasters in university, which was super fun and cool. And we learned lots about volcanoes and all this stuff. Did but... you did you watch any disaster movies? No, because it was online. It was during the online schooling, unfortunately. Damn. But that would have been sick. Today we are watching 
the masterpiece that is San Andreas. Yeah. Who do we, we call? Talk about the San Andreas fault. Everyone. <laughs> um, I remember we were doing a class on thunderstorms, and he's like, "Yeah, a lightning bolt's thirty thousand degrees Celsius," and I was like, "I'm never leaving my house again." <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you want to get into our movie review for today? Yeah, let's get into it. So today we are reviewing um, yet another film on our IMDb list. Uh, it is number two thirteen. Wow, we are chugging along. Um, so, and this film released in 2004, Hotel Rwanda. Um, it stars Don Cheadle, amazing in this. Um, Sophie Oconito. Oconito. I'm going to mispronounce a lot of these names. Uh, she was also excellent. She plays Don Cheadle's wife, and she was Yeah, she was really good. Yeah, she was uh, really, really good. Nick Nolte uh joaquin phoenix makes an appearance gene reno is in a few scenes uh which was dope love gene reno yeah um, I love but yeah uh this film it is a true story uh it is a biopic um I, this isn't even a biopic it's just a true story um, it is a well it's kind of a biopic because that's yeah, a real dude. this yeah this is a biopic that i actually thought was pretty good uh so, inspired by true events, this film takes place in Rwanda in the 1990s when more than a million Tutsis were killed in a genocide that went mostly unnoticed by the rest of the world. Hotel owner Paul Rusisa Bagina. God, I am so sorry, Paul, if you're was... listening. He's definitely not listening to this, but like, if you are, I apologize. Uh... He housed over a thousand refugees in his hotel in attempt to save their lives. Uh, this film, 3.8 overall on Letterboxd. Um, so pretty solid rating. Has an IMDb score, I'm assuming, of 8.1. Yeah, we're still in the 8.1s. Um, I don't know what the Metacritic is. Um, but I can check. Uh, I gave it three and a half stars. Uh and Evan gave it. Oh, I'm, you lowered I'm, your rating. I'm kind of teetering between three and three point five. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, so we're both around the same rating. Um, this is a very heavy film. Um, a little background. So it is based on a true story. Um, so uh, seventy nine on Metacritic. Sorry. Yeah. He. Um, uh the they have a lot of problems that these kind of movies face is if all of the information is like factual and real um paul we're just gonna call him paul Paul. yeah yeah we're just gonna call him paul i'm i don't want to keep botching his last name um he uh he says that uh with a few exceptions uh the media use uh Wait, he argue he argues that with very few exceptions, the media used the Hollywood movie Hotel Rwanda as factual information, yet the story is largely fictional. Um so a lot of this is fictional. Um but the story of Paul uh is true. This he was a hotel manager during the Rwandan genocide in the nineties, um, and he did house 
over a thousand refugees, and he actually went to prison for what were considered war crimes. Um, and he was released in the early 2000s, I believe, uh, before this movie came out. Um, and because there's like pictures of him at the premiere with Don Cheadle and him and his wife are there with their kids and it's super happy. And, um, so yeah, this, I mean, he's an amazing person, saved a bunch of people. Um, and when everybody was under the threat of dying, um, did you watch this with your girlfriend? By the way, no. Oh wait, no. Tay is Kevin's girlfriend. Never mind. Uh, I there's like I followed someone's girlfriend on Letterboxd. Kevin from mm. the Real Talk Discord. Uh, oh. But yeah, uh, it was solid. I enjoyed it. Um, for let's just talk about. It, there's not really too much to talk about as the subject matter goes because it's very like. Paul was an amazing person. Obviously, he saved a bunch of people. He did the right thing. Da 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 da. You know, like. But, but from a film standpoint, I enjoyed this. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I felt it dragged at a few points. Um, but I mean, Don Cheadle was unbelievable here. He was so good. Yeah. Um, There's something just off about this movie and i really can't pinpoint it to the point like there's nothing wrong with this movie it's a good movie but mm -hmm. there's something holding it back from being a great movie where i'm super invested in it this is a super interesting topic <clears throat> they talk yeah. about it in the movie uh the hutu and the tutsis like there's a scene when uh walking phoenix is sitting at the bar and he's asking these two ladies which ones they are and he's like, what are you? And the one says, I'm a Hutu. And the other one says, oh, I'm a Tutsi. And he goes, they could be twins. Like, it's a super interesting topic. They're the, these two types of people. They're not even different types of people. They were just classed as different types of people by the Bel Belgians. Yeah. Yeah, I Belgians. Think that, I um, think so. Yeah. so this is like a really interesting topic because <laughs> it's a genocide that was like just forced to happen. Mm -hmm. Almost. And... I did reports on this in high school on, on this genocide. I didn't watch this movie for it, but I did a lot of research and I thought it was super interesting, but this movie fails to hook me and I really don't know why. Yeah. It's super weird. I feel, I feel the exact same way. The, the character development is great. Like, like you were saying, Paul's wife is phenomenal. She's so great. And like, there's a scene where uh, the Hutus come in and they like point guns at Paul and they're like, everyone needs to leave the hotel. And Paul's son is like hiding under the bed and it's a super emotional moment. Everyone's sobbing and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. Like, this is a really impactful moment, but for some reason I'm just not there, feeling it. Like there is, there was something I think for both of us that just like, it kept us from like for movies like this, you got to be able to emotionally connect with the characters. Yeah. And there was just something that kind of blocks that for both of us. And I don't really know what it is. I don't yeah, think I can pinpoint it. I yeah. just didn't really get hooked in at any point. Um, it's a bad criticism too, because we can't say why, but like, and yeah, you were saying before, like maybe it's the fact that we're desensitized to violence or 
Um, which is an interesting conversation because we watched uh, Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. Holy cow, that movie was During gnarly. this movie, Trey paused it and we watched it together, um, which was crazy. But yeah. And like this is a PG-13 movie. I was reading in the IMDb trivia that this movie was originally rated R and they asked for them to change it and they were like, okay, they didn't edit the movie at all. Oh, to drop crazy. it to a PG thirteen, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's like a violent movie, and like there's this one scene where Paul and uh, Gregoire or something like that they're driving in this truck, and it's super foggy, and car crashes. Paul ends up in this ditch just full of bodies, and it's a mm-hmm. super disturbing moment. All these people there, yeah. like this movie has so many emotional beats that I, I just really don't know why they don't hit. Like the it's not that Paul's character lacks development. He might lack a little bit just because this movie kind of jumps pretty quick into what's going on. And you you don't get time to sink your teeth in. It's just like care about this person. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the idea of us being desensitized is definitely very interesting because like I've, I, and I know, and I can't speak for you obviously, but I think we've both seen some pretty messed up movies Yeah, I mean, that like, are just I, like, what, why, why would anyone create this? Exactly. Or a human or the human centipede or hereditary or anything, literally anything by Lars von Trier. Um, yeah. Where we're just kind of like, yep, it's a movie, you know? So maybe there is part of that where we are just kind of desensitized to to these extreme levels of violence and despair where yeah. we just don't, at least for myself, where I just don't totally let myself be in, 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 be into the movie. You know, yeah, it's really interesting because I mean, we talked about two very disturbing movies a couple weeks ago with A Clockwork Orange and Platoon. Yeah, horrifically disturbing movies, and um, I maybe felt this not with A Clockwork Orange. That movie is very, very disturbing. Um, yeah, you don't feel any emotional but, connection to the characters at all. But Platoon is an interesting one because I do think that sure it's desensitization for sure like you kind of when you're 14 you're like oh i never watched that or i never watched saw and now i'm like i love saw it's my favorite horror series like yes amazing die um well scream is number one but saw yeah um so that's definitely an aspect to it but like um i think one aspect has to be character development because like Mm -hmm. because you look at something like Platoon, like you mentioned, I felt so much more emotionally connected to those characters than I did here. Yeah. Platoon like, is Willem a very Defoe's human movie. Charlie Sheen's character, I felt so much more emotionally connected to them as characters. I felt they were more well-written than I did yeah. here. And maybe that's maybe that's why we didn't get as much out of it as I've seen other people get out of this movie, is because we just couldn't get emotionally connected to these characters. Yeah. Um, and I find that, like... Platoon is a pretty complex film when it comes to humans. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's and a very this human film story. is like this. Those people are living in the gray. There's no good and bad. I mean, like Willem Dafoe's the goat. I mean, he's still kind of crazy. All these people are kind of living in that gray area, good yeah. and bad, except for like the two extremes. And I feel like this movie has none of that. It's just Paul's the goat. He's saving these people. He wants to protect everyone. And then you have I'm not sure what his name was. And then you have like Nick Nolte and John Reno, who are both very much on Paul's team. And it's just like this division of, okay, those are the bad guys. These are the good guys. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's what yeah. you need to believe. You don't really get time to like think about what's going on. And again, like the genocide starts very early on in this movie. Um, they do give you, I think, a good enough background. I, I feel like uh, Joaquin Phoenix and whatever the other guy he was with, I feel like their characters were really shoehorned in as like the white guilt characters. Almost, God, dude. That's they come in and they're is... like, "Oh yeah, sorry, go ahead." No, I was just gonna say that was one thing I wanted to talk about. The scene where Joaquin Phoenix there. So in this movie, the Belgium and and the Spanish and 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 the Italian military shows up. And all the Rwandans, and especially Paul, because there's a really emotional scene where Paul is like, I was wrong. I would I let myself be manipulated by these people. Yeah. They think they're the military is there to evacuate everybody. Yeah, um, like the, the military no. shows up and there's a huge army and they're like, Yes, we're saved, and the kids are playing with toys and all this, and then it's like But then Paul like, figures out that the military is actually only there to get the foreign guests which is yeah. all the white people. Yeah. And so all these white people are leaving while all these Rwandans are sitting under the hotel canopy while it's pouring rain. And Joaquin Phoenix is walking out to the bus and one of the bellboys comes out to carry um, an umbrella over him on it while he walks to the bus. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix says, oh, please, please don't do this. I, am, I feel so ashamed right now. Yeah. Which perfectly encapsulates any movie I watch about like racism, about the segregation movement, um, about anything like that, where I'm just like, God, God I suck. White people are the yeah. worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have a, a terrible really... track record. <laughs> um, it's such an interesting choice because, like, Walking Phoenix shows up and you're like, Hell yeah, that's my boy. And yeah he has some interesting conversations like the one I mentioned with the, the two girls at the bar and he's like trying to riz them up. And it's like, it's, it's a good scene. I really like that scene because it kind mm-hmm. of shows like the, the like needlessness of this conflict. Yeah. But then they're in and out, they're in and out of this movie quick. And I yeah. feel like it was purely for the point of showing this, the white people just dipped out and Paul's there. Um, so, mm-hmm. I don't know if this movie allows you to feel what it wants you to feel without just yes. assuming you're like, I'm on board. Yes. It doesn't give room for any thought. Yeah. And I think that's why something like platoon is so effective is yeah. you talk about, there is the gray area and pl- this it's very, the movie's stance. It takes a stance of these people were wrong. These people were right. And that's that. Yeah. Platoon gives you kind of this gray area to kind of decide mm-hmm. yourself this is right and this is wrong 
it yeah. doesn't really make that decision for you. It's I'm going to show you these characters who are two very different sides of an ideal and I'm going to let you decipher it and uh, let you break down what you think is the yeah. what who is in the right who is in the wrong da 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 da, da. which the, makes but, for a much better movie and a much more interesting movie. Yeah, because but with this it's kind of like I think it's just like the topic matter is like there was a bad side and there was a good side. Yeah. And that's that, you know? Um, so I think that's why it's kind of on the lower side for me as far as these IMDb movies go. Yeah. Um, but um, not to say that I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was a great movie. I thought mm-hmm. it was very good. Um, I just couldn't like the, the production design was great. Like I thought the hotel was a really Oh yeah. It looked great amazing. Setting. Um, and... Don Cheadle is just cooks here. He's yeah, so good. I always kind of think that Nick Nolte is a bad actor for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but he was great in this. Mm-hmm. I thought that his character was pretty interesting. Like he yeah. was maybe the, one of the most interesting characters in the movie because he's a UN peace officer. Like he's got to stand up for these people. And there's that scene where uh, they're they're ushering Paul's wife and kids out on the truck with Nick Nolte, and mm-hmm. the Hutus come. And start like, you know, they're slashing the tires and pulling people out and killing people. And the one Hutu is like, do you guys have any cock- cockroaches, I think, or something like that, yeah, whatever they call it. It's like a derogatory, derogatory term. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, these are political prisoners. Like, his character was maybe that area of like, he's, he's standing up for it. Like, you had John Reno's character who was just like fully on Paul's team, and then Nick Nolte is kind of just like he knows what the right thing is, and he's there. But you can kind of see like he's yeah. scared. Well, you can see that conflict inside of him as well because yeah. he is. They even there's a line about it <clears throat> when we're first introduced to his characters. He says, "We are not. We are peacekeepers. We are not peacemakers." Um, and you can see there's that internal conflict to where he works for the UN. Yes, he has a firearm, but he's not allowed to use it. Yeah. And so he has this internal conflict. Like, do I risk my, like the ideals of the UN to save these people? Do I compromise these ideals Mm -hmm. to like, it's like that, um, idea. What movie were we talking about last week? What was our what was our IMDb movie last week? I can't remember. Um or what? I was talking about a movie. Crap. Um what was our movie last week? Rocky. No. I was talking I was talking about a movie recently where it's like about like a means to an end. You know? Oh, Is Insomnia. That worth it? Insomnia. Yes. Yes, Insomnia. When we were talking about Insomnia on Friday, we talked about the idea of a means to an end. Like is is it worth it? You know, and you can see throughout the whole movie, you can see that conflict inside of Nick Nolte. Like you can see him battling with himself on what to do with every decision. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, you're right. He was definitely the most interesting character to see on the screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was a solid movie. Question. Do you believe this? Does this belong in the IMDb top 250? I don't know. It. I mean, it's, it's an important movie, so mm-hmm. on that basis, yes, because I think people should watch it because it's like an important topic. On the basis of how good the movie is, probably not. Yeah. 
Um, so yes and no, because I think it's an important topic and it should be talked about and that, but I don't think it's an amazing film. Yeah, I agree. What about you? Yeah. I agree. I'm with you. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely an interesting watch and I think made for some good conversation. Uh, yeah, me and Trey were talking before this one. Like, it's going to be like a five minute conversation about it. Yeah, but that was but now, good. Yeah. I, that was like, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. So, before we get into what we've been watching recently, next, join us. Well, this Friday uh, is going to be a banger <laughs> episode, part two of our Nolan director deep dive. We are going to be reviewing The Prestige um, and Tenant, um, one of his most so controversial scared. movies. Um, I have not seen it. It'll be a first time watch for me. Um, I'm like looking it. forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it when my family is gone so I can watch it downstairs on the big TV with the surround sound and it really loud. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Heck yeah. Um, and then Tuesday we will be reviewing, um, what will be my first experience with the silent film, uh, the passion yep. of Joan of Arc. Um, I'm I don't know how I feel about it quite yet. I don't know how like I'm I don't know like if I'm excited or what. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll um, see. I think it, I think it'll be interesting. Um and then next Friday, we are bringing on our first guest in a while. Uh the man himself, Cash. We are going to be reviewing it's going to be a banger episode. It's going to be fun. We're going to be yeah. reviewing the entire Dark Knight trilogy. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, all five stars. Um <laughs> The greatest superhero trilogy ever made. Yeah, I'm excited to rewatch uh, Batman Begins because that's his favorite, and it's yeah. current my my lowest Nolan period. Oh wow, really? Yeah. So even I, lower I than the even it. lower than following. Oh, now that you've no, no, watched no, no. that before before following. Uh, now it's I haven't updated. Oh, it's my third lowest now because I'd have no uh, following. And following and... insomnia. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited so to yeah. watch it. That that'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Um, when's the last time you watched it? Like 2020, a few years ago. It's been a while. Okay, so I'm interested. I'm interested to see what your thoughts will be. Yeah, now it's like I'm, four years later. Um, yeah. But yeah, join us for those. Um, they'll be very exciting. Um, if you like this podcast, share it with people that you love, people that you care about. Share it with your friends. We have a good time doing it, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. And we would love one day for this to be our job, like for this to be how we make our income. How sick would that yeah, be, Evan, if be our sick. job was to record a podcast twice a week? Talk about Oh, it. my God. And just watch movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Need that it. would be the dream, dude. Yeah. That would be the dream. <laughs> um, so share us with your friends. Get us out there. Uh, we, we love you guys. We love that you listen. Shout out to our boy. We don't know your name, but in Brussels, Belgium. Yeah. Um, shout out to you for listening to every single episode. Uh, thank you. We love you. We got to make him like an ex... Like if we ever do a Patreon, we got to yeah. make that like the top pat Patreon tier. Like Brussels, Belgium tier. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's like you get to come on an episode once a month or whatever and um yeah i don't know we'll see uh hopefully we do get to the point where a patreon would be good um Heck that yeah. would be cool too so let's get in to what we have been watching recently yeah. 
How many um, do you have? How many do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Uh, not including Hotel Rwanda, I have twelve. Okay, I have eight, not including Hotel Rwanda. All right, you'll do one, I'll do two, and then we'll kind of meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, Fire off first your first off, one. Yeah, I watched Anyone But You with Glenn Powell, Sydney Sweeney. Yeah? How was it? It was far better than I expected. <clears throat> I love the R-rated rom-coms. They're super entertaining and just enjoyable to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's as good as No Hard Feelings or Bottoms. I think No Hard Feelings is my favorite. That movie's oh, hysterical. So really good, good, dude. I love that movie. Um, but yeah, this was it was it was good. I liked it. I'm not mad I watched it. It was funny. Uh good chemistry, great soundtrack. Uh yeah. Yeah. I'd um, recommend it. Can we talk about No Hard Feelings for like two yeah, seconds? There, there there's a scene where it's the only scene where I'm like, okay, I can see why Jennifer Lawrence was nominated. Um, it's the scene where the kid is playing uh, Maneater on the piano at yeah. the restaurant. And there's an extended shot just on Jennifer Lawrence's face. And you see her go through so many emotions without her barely changing her face. It is yeah. unbelievable. She's is an amazing actress. Dude, she's so I love good. her. Yeah. I she ah dream dream girl hot but also insanely talented and funny she's yes. genuinely one of the funniest people um w all right let me bust out my first two um gave the witch a rewatch with robert directed by robert eggers not as great as i remember i think i talked to you about this yeah. The whole aspect of that film where it's like old English and all that. It, it's just that movie isn't totally for me. Um, I still have it at four stars. I think it's excellent, but mm. it's not my, I think it's, I haven't watched the Northman yet, but I think after <sighs> watching the Northman, it will be my lowest rated Eggers because I have Dude. the lighthouse at five stars. If I don't, that needs, that needs to be at five stars. Um, so yeah, um, the Northman bangs. Yeah, not my favorite, but it's definitely solid. Uh, it's kind of like us for me. Mm. Like it's not my favorite peel, but it's still really good. I need um, to rewatch The Witch. Yeah, uh, Anya Taylor Joy is amazing. She yeah. is such a good actress. And then I rewatched uh, X Men Apocalypse. Because I've been trying to be more true when I shuffle my watch list and I choose what's up top, and that's what came up top. Um, this definitely has a lot of problems, for sure. Um, and it, it, yeah, it has a lot of problems. Uh, huge CGI fest. Um, a massive step down from Days of Future Peak. Um, yeah. But I still have fun with it. I think some of these castings for these characters in this like prequel universe are some of the best superhero castings. James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender in their respective roles are so good. Michael Fassbender yeah. as Magneto. I think that's my... F- I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I think that's my favorite thing. I think that's yeah, my favorite role of his. He's awesome. Um, he's, he's just so perfect as Magneto. He brings an intensity to that character just that is unmatched 
Um, Oscar Isaac as uh, El as uh, En Saba Nur or Apocalypse. Um, I think he was a great casting. I think he just got bit in the butt with terrible writing. Um, but Oscar Isaac is always a delight. Nicholas Holt as Hank McCoy, a delight as always. Love Nicholas Holt. Excited to see him as Lex Luthor. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be an amazing Lex Luthor. Um, I love that video of Jesse Eisenberg talking. It's like he's talking about Nicholas Holt getting casted, and it's like, do you have any advice for Nicholas Holt? And he just goes, "Don't do what I did." <laughs> yeah, I, I I disagree with that. I think Jesse yeah, Eisenberg same. was just amazing, but yeah, I yeah, I just ha- I just love Jesse Eisenberg, and also yeah. we get Ty Sheerden in as uh, a young uh, Scott Summers Cyclops. He's uh, great. Yeah, I just love Ty Sheridan and anything. He's always yeah. a joy, and he's yeah, a he's really great. good actor. Yeah. Um, so he's in Ready Player Peak, um, which is a W. Uh, Five-star movie. Would you agree? Yes. Five-star? Absolutely. Hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I, I love movie. Ready Player One. So um, fun. Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, he's he's my, my homie, Ben Mendelsohn. Have you seen Bloodline? Um, on Netflix? Seen... No, I haven't. Dude, put that on your priority watch list. It's a TV show. Ben Mendelsohn, it's his best role. Really? He was. I watched yeah. this one. Steve, uh, they did like a Stephen King adaptation called The Outsider, which I had read the book. Oh yeah. And then I watched the show, and he was very good in that as well. He's like the lead role. He was. I excellent. think you'd love uh, Bloodline. It's Kyle yeah. Chandler and. Oh, ben I love Mendelsohn. Kyle Chandler. Oh, it's peak. Um, Ben Mendelsohn is also on that list of, uh, actors who just randomly show up and are yes. always a delight. Ben Mendelsohn, along with Michael Shannon and Scott McNary, um, yes. they just kind of show up and you're like, Hey, they're in this. And, and Dowd and Dowd is also on that <laughs> list. And Dowd is goaded. And Dowd is in my favorite TV show of all time. Shout out the leftovers. And she is a menace to society in that show. Oh, pure, really? Pure evil. Oh, yeah. So yeah. She's, she's amazing. Like, like, think of her character in Hereditary, and then, like, that's how evil she is in this show. Yeah. Um. So she just scares me now. Yeah. She's but an amazing actress, though. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. Um. All right. Give us your next one, Evan. What are, yeah, what my next one, I watched Some Like It Hot for the second time. It's so I know. peak. It's I need to so get on funny. that. This is uh my... Hide for second favorite Billy Wilder movie. It's just hysterical. You've got a film yeah. from 1959 about two men who are on the run from the mafia, so they dress up as women. You've got drag in the 50s. Like, there's no way this movie should have existed back then. It was banned in some state, like in Alabama, I think it was banned or something like that. It's it's hilarious. Like, it is so every joke in this movie hits. Marilyn Monroe is hilarious and also like, yeah, dude. I mean, God. it's Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, um, it's peak. It's really funny. It the mm-hmm. yeah, it's just awesome. I love it so much. Yeah. Only Billy Wilder scene I've got movie I've gotten around to is The Apartment, and I love that's it. one I haven't seen. I need to watch oh, it. Very very good. Solid Christmas movie. Ooh, um, love that. Yeah. Um, next two I got. Let's see here. Um, I watched The Den 
Um, which is one of those like horror movies that takes place like online, like on a webcam, you know, um, really solid, uh, that like, as far as those movies go, I don't usually love them. I really, really liked this. It was really good. Um, yeah, I saw this a long time ago. I need, I actually really want to watch it. I forgot it existed. And then I saw that you logged it and I was like, Oh I should watch that again because uh, yeah. these movies are just fun. Like if you're in a mood for that kind of thing, they hit. Yeah, it's like it's a very like, specific vibe. Yeah, it's a horror version of Omi. Like if Omi, if they made a horror movie about Omegle, that's what yeah. this is. Um, so very enjoyable. Let's see. After that, I watched Eli Roth's Cabin Fever for the first time. Just peak. So good. Eli Roth cooked. Uh, that shaving scene is oh. unbelievably disgusting. Um, yeah, sorry for the spoilers. I didn't realize that you hadn't seen it when we were talking to Eric. I completely forgot about that conversation. I think I was checked oh. out. Um, yeah, that movie is a blast. If you're into fun gore fests, check it out. So good. Eli Roth is so funny in that movie. He plays yeah. the stoner guy, Grim, that just kind of shows up. God, what a goat, man. It's just a blast of a film. Go check yeah, it out. It's on Max stupid. right now. Um, it's it, yeah. I had a blast with it. Very yeah. Good. Uh, my next watch was Easy A. This is a classic. Peak. Same director as anyone but you, actually. Um, Emma Stone is a delight, delightful. Yeah. This movie's freaking hysterical. The Tooch is goaded in this movie oh my god we love god. the tooch man holy smokes like what who told you <laughs> it, and patricia clarkson who normally plays like the meanest person ever is so funny in this yeah every play, character is just hilarious she plays uh tammy one in parks yeah. and recreation and she is terrifying yeah, but seeing to go on a quick tangent, seeing like obviously we get like crazed sex maniac Ron when he's with Megan Mullally, yeah. Tammy too. But seeing him as like neutered Ron is so funny. Yeah. Um, where like Leslie is like, we're going to lunch, and then Tammy one tells him no, and he's she's like, we're <laughs> going to lunch now, and he goes. Oh boy, I'm in a real pickle. It <laughs> makes me giggle every time. Yeah. Um, shout um, out Nick Offerman, yeah. the goat oh. himself. Um, the goat. Yeah, Easy A is one of my favorite coming of age movies. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and it was like, it's just so easily rewatchable. It yeah. does have Penn Badgley in it, and Penn Badgley famously starred in uh, Gossip Girl, more now known for You on Netflix. Yeah. Um, but I just see him as Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl. Shout out Gossip Girl. Mm. Peak show. I've never Peak watched Go- I've never watched it's it. It's so good. I um, know Penn Badgley from uh the peak two thousand six horror classic, The Stepfather. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> movie, dude. Crazy <laughs> vibes. We should do a watch party of that, Evan. I, we should. It's I want to so, see it. It's so terribly funny. Oh, I love it. Nice. Uh, what's your next one? Next one, Seeking Justice, starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, I've been kind of dipping my toe uh, into the crappy Nick Cage universe. Uh, I will give my review of another one later on. Um, it was <laughs> one I watched this morning. Uh, um, this one, 
not terrible. I've seen a few of his that are pretty terrible. Uh, the, um, that are like just his crappy ones that he comes out with like three times a year. Um, like I've seen running with the devil was really bad. The runner was really bad. Um, this one wasn't terrible. You got Guy Pierce as your villain. You got January Jones in it. Who's amazing as always. Um, shout out to her role in last man on earth. One of the greatest shows ever made. Um, have you seen that Evan last man on earth? With Will Forte? I've seen some of it. Not all oh, of it, dude. I love that show. That's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, not terrible. This show is actually, or this movie is actually pretty good. Uh, like in the way that like a nonstop is good. Um, yeah, it was solid. Three stars. Not terrible. Nice. Good time. Um, and then after that, I watched a horror movie that I had never heard of. Again, doing the shuffle thing, um, which will explain some of the movies I've watched. Uh, I watched that I had never heard of, but apparently it was on my watch list. The Hitcher uh, with Rudger Hauer and C. Thomas Howell. Oh, and Jennifer uh, Jason Lee makes an appearance. Ooh. But like 80s Jennifer Jason Lee. So when she was real young, um, but she's always a delight. Uh, It was pretty solid. Yeah, solid like road trip horror movie. Uh, Rutger Hauer is absolutely menacing and terrifying. C. Thomas Howell is so good. Uh, If you don't know who that is, he is uh, the uh, lead. He plays Ponyboy in The Outsiders. He is also in E.T. Really great child actor from the 80s. So, um, yeah, that was solid. I would definitely recommend that one. Um, Add it to the old watch list. Solid, like, 90-minute thriller. Nice. Give us your next one. Let's hear it. Yeah, my next watch was a real stinker. I gave uh, Also, I gave Some Like It Hot 5 and uh, Easy A4. Then I watched ISS, and I hated it. I love space. I literally have... A model moon that sits on my desk. It's dead right now, but it lights up like RGB. I love yeah. space. It's one of the, my favorite things. This movie is so painstakingly boring. Mm-hmm. It's like just a slog. It's not entertaining. I hated it. Yeah, one one and a half stars. Yeah, only because some me, of the scenes of space were cool. Yeah, let me ask you because I I'm gonna put next time we do a director deep dive survey. I'm gonna put Alfonso Corian on oh, there. Yeah. Um, because I think he could be interesting as well. Uh, yeah. What do you think of Gravity? I love Gravity. I saw it in theaters. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I loved it when I first saw it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I need to watch it I, again, though. I watched that for the first time in rehab, and I haven't watched it since. I didn't love it. I thought it was oh, very good. Sorry, I didn't you love want to it. Keep though. talking. My doorbell's ringing, but just oh, keep talking yeah. about Gravity. Come right back. Yeah, I didn't. Gravity for you listeners is uh, the space flick. It's like a thriller. Came out, I believe, George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is definitely in it. I know that for a fact. Uh, Solid. It's okay. I didn't love it. Um, Some people really do love it. The cinematography is unbelievable. uh, And the sound design is crazy. Uh, It's really tense at times. Really solid. Uh, I'm kind of just wasting time until Evan gets back here. Uh, Maybe he's getting delivered food delivered to him. Who knows? Yeah, Gravity. I don't know if it's really streaming on every anywhere. Um, let's see. Netflix. Yeah, it's streaming on Netflix. Uh, that's like a four star for me, Gravity. Uh, I would I would definitely go check it out. Um, Ed Harris is also in it, um, and he's goaded. Uh, so, yeah, go check out Gravity. It's okay. Um, 
what are you get what what are your thoughts on gravity you like it you enjoy it yeah uh i thought i mean number one the performances are great like this is a performance movie the premise is awesome the backdrops are incredible i thought it was really tense and very very on edge the entire mm-hmm. time i do actually really want to watch it again maybe i'll watch that later um yeah yeah i remember liking it a lot though i thought yeah. the ending was weird like how is this even happening yeah what about you i think it's okay you know it's yeah. it's what I, it wasn't my favorite but i i definitely think there was parts of it to enjoy That's fair. um but next one in my diary next two actually uh, yeah. My brother-in-law came over for a movie night, and he said he w. was feeling a horror. And I saw Lights Out on Netflix, and I was like, I haven't watched that in a long time. Love that movie. So we watched Lights Out. Uh, what a blast, dude. What a blast. It's so terrifying. Um, it feeds into every fear you had as a child about the dark. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Very scary. Uh, very, very scary uh good good solid horror i enjoy that one quite a bit uh and then i watched ice age dawn of the dinosaurs i haven't watched an ice age movie since i was about (laughs) seven or eight years old uh so i don't know like the whole lore behind all of them i believe this is the third one um yes this is the third ice age film um so i i have not been refreshed on the lore of these films um (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking about them like they're these super it's fucking ice age. Uh yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. These are these movies are really fun. The animation looks really good. Um Simon Pegg just cooks here as Buck. What a goat. Heck yeah. Always listen to Buck. That's what he that's what he keeps saying. Um and Dennis Leary as Diego is always fun. John Leguizamo. Uh goat. So good as um, Sid. Um, yeah, it was enjoyable. Some cool animation, funny. Um, I mean, that's really that's really all you can ask for, you know? Um, so, yeah, that was okay. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll shoot it back over to you. Why don't you give us two? Yeah, let me give you two. My next watch was Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. This was during the Super Bowl because I don't really care about sports. Um, yeah, me neither. You wear a Houston Astros hat. Is that the this Astros? This is not a Houston Astros hat. Oh, That's no. a, it's it's a uh, uh, Anaheim Angels. Oh. I do watch baseball. I do watch baseball a lot. Um. Yeah, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, I was literally expecting a 0.5. Mm-hmm. Not that bad. I liked it. It was I'll add it to uh, the watch list. It was decently entertaining, and Matthew McConaughey was decently funny. These rom coms, you kind of know what you're getting into with them. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, I gave it a three. It's probably like a two and a half, but I just like I I I, I never at any point was like fuck. Sorry. Uh, no, it's sorry. Sorry, like, mom. <laughs> this this is uh, really boring. I want to turn it off. Like it, it was decent. Yeah. Um, oh, same director that did Freaky Friday. That's a W. Uh, that is a W. That then, is so good. As part of my Real Talk raffle uh, suggestions, I got Rudderless from Ryan oh, from the Shot yeah. by Shot podcast. And this is a movie I absolutely loved. I adored this movie. I gave it four and a half. The story of this film is a man 
a man's son gets killed in a school shooting and his son was working on music and mm-hmm. after his son dies it kind of fast forwards for a couple of years and he's like down in the dumps alcoholic living on a boat and uh his ex-wife brings by like a box of his stuff and he finds all this music his son used to work on and he takes that music and starts singing it himself and reconnects with his son in a way he never really had before and it's it's amazing i loved it the music is great it's billy kudrup and uh anton yelchin mm-hmm. both of them singing themselves playing music the, the songs are great it's really heartfelt sad funny i loved it uh lawrence fishburne's in this too and he's awesome love lawrence um yeah i i thought it was great um yeah i I added that to my my watch list after you talked about it it's yeah i really like it yeah um how many do you have left uh two two okay i have three left so i'll do two and then you do two and then i'll finish off with a crappy nick cage movie um so i watched another checked off another harmony corinne movie um, this is my third experience with Harmony Corinne. Have you watched any of his work? Uh, Evan? what else has he made? Um, Spring Breakers with James oh, Franco. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this was my third movie. I've also seen Gummo and Spring Breakers. Um, this is, I watched the beach bum. Um, Oh, I've heard of this with Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Isla Fisher, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, Zac Efron, Zac Efron is so funny in this movie. Dang. Um, I don't know how I feel about it quite yet. Yeah. I, is that I am good? Now, I don't know how to feel about it or bad. I am now learning... Okay, I do know how... I'm now learning that it is actually supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. So, three and a half stars. Really funny. Um, I I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's nice. in the middle. You know? I'll have to watch it. It's enjoyable. Uh, there are definitely enjoyable parts. Um, yeah. And then I watched, ooh, this one I want to recommend to you. It's kind of a disaster movie, post-apocalyptic <coughs> disaster. Uh, but it's also a romance. Um, starring uh, only three people, Margot Robbie, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor, yeah. Chiwetel Ejiofor? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And Chris Pine. Um, In the wake of a nuclear war, a young woman survives on her own, fearing she may actually be the proverbial last woman on Earth until she discovers the most astonishing sight of her life, another human being. A distraught scientist, he's nearly been driven mad by radiation exposure and his desperate search for others. A fragile, imperative strand of trust connects them. But when a stranger enters the valley, their precarious bond begins to unravel. Uh, Four stars. What is this Uh, called? Z is Z for Zachariah. I feel like I've heard of this. That sounds sick. It was very good. It's like a love triangle type movie. Um, uh, yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. It's on Prime right now. Ninety minutes. Good watch. Nice. Enjoy. I'll check that out. Um. All right. Give us your. Give us your last two. How about we do this one together? Because my next watch was Cabin Fever Two, Spring Fever. Oh, and I skipped that one. 
Oh, oh okay, I definitely sense. did that intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this movie. Okay, first thing I want to say about this movie, the credits in this movie, holy cow, they are freaking nuts. The opening yeah. credits are such a sick vibe. Like, ugh. This whole movie is such a sick vibe. Yeah. The, it opens with this animation of the water like sickness spreading and it's just so entertaining yeah. with a sick song it's it uh, actually it opens with a bus driver straight plowing somebody over with a kid like a bus full of kids and the cops just like ah you're good just it's go an along elk. <laughs> yeah um it's it's such a it's such a stupid movie. The dialogue is horribly cringe, but the gore is so good and it's just like cringe worthy. There's a particular scene involving uh Fellatio, which leads to a very nasty scene later in the film. Uh yeah, yeah that that is the first time I've watched yeah. a movie where I've been like <gasps> Yeah, me like, and Trey I've... watched this together, and there was just... <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> no, I'm glad there was no one home, because we were both just yelling. Yeah, just like, the no! Last, like, oh! <laughs> the last, like, 30, 40 minutes of this movie, we were just k- taking turns going in disgust between each other. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah it was a blast. Great yeah, watch party I, movie. Yeah, I would recommend getting some friends who like gory stuff and watching this, because it's mm-hmm. super nasty and fun. Uh, yeah. Go in Agreed. expecting like a terrible story. I I, I think the cabin fever stories are kind of entertaining. Like you know, yeah. it spreads through the water. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah, and then this morning I watched the Batman, which the Bat uh, Peak I had not seen for a long time. And yeah, it's peak. It I said in my review it, it should be illegal for movies to be this cool. Yeah, like Greg Fraser cooked so hard with the volume in this movie it is one of the best looking movies ever mm-hmm. the soundtrack mm-hmm. is peak there the score is peak yeah. rob Bradman is just like i'm literally him in this movie like that it's just crazy jeffrey wright is an amazing gordon uh yeah he's he's amazing yeah uh zoe colin, kravitz peak colin farrell as uh the penguin yeah holy cow He's great. And then John Totoro as Carmine Falcone. Amazing casting. Really, really oh, great. so good. Loved him. Yeah. Um, it's a great movie. It doesn't feel like it's three hours long. The pacing's really good. I love yeah. Paul Dano. Paul Dano is just like the goat. Oh, my God. He truly Give him an is. Oscar already. Um, yeah. The there is. Movie. Yeah. There is this musician. I need to tell you about this now. Oh, what's his name? Um he does what are called epic versions of songs. Um, he takes like movie or TV show scores, Samuel nice. Kim, and he basically makes them epic, like adds like a bunch of layers of orchestra and horns and all this stuff. Here, I'll send you his one of the Batman basically makes them better. Uh nice. You need to check out, he has a Star Wars one, he has a Duel of the Fates one, where in the middle of the song, he puts in the Empire March. Oh my god. um, As part of it, and it, like, makes me have an out-of-body experience. Um, I just sent it, the Batman one, to you. Uh, Yeah, check him out. That score is good. I will listen to that ASAP. Yeah. I still have the Dark Knight higher than this, though, by the way. Maybe it will change when I've seen the Batman as many times as I've seen the Dark Knight. 
W. Um, Dark Knight's peak. Yeah, um, I I just I've seen the Dark Knight like twenty times, so it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I finished off. I watched this morning um, a film after I finished. I finished the first Zachariah this morning. Hey, before I get into this, can I ask your opinion? So, do you? I, a lot of times, like I will start movies and then like I'll pause them and go finish them later, or I'll watch like half before I go to bed and then the other half yeah. in the morning. What are your thoughts on that? Are you like a person who's like, no, you have to watch it all in one sitting? Or are you like, if you want to stop in the middle and finish it later, do that, man. It depends on the movie. Most of the time, I'm fine to pause it. But if I'm super locked in, like Rudderless, I watched in one go. Oh, Hotel yeah. No, Rwanda, like- I was watching it, and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of. We were yapping in the the Real Talk Discord. So I was like, I'm pausing this, and I'm going to play a round of Tarkov or something, and just like. Yeah. I'll come back. And you did the same thing with the Hotel Rwanda. Like, it, I did. It depends on the movie. I was playing video games while watching ISS. Like, it. Yeah. And that, but like, then you find stuff where you're really locked in, where you're like, I am yeah. not moving until I did that with uh, Haunting of Hill House. So uh. I woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? I've been meaning to watch this. I'm going to watch a little bit. I watched like the first episode and a half before work. It's about 10 episodes. All of them are about an hour to yeah. an hour and 20 minutes long. I get, I go to work and I'm like, that was pretty good. So I get in bed and I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to watch any movies until I finish the show so I can log it on Letterboxd. And so I watched like another, I finished that episode. I watch another episode. It's getting to that point where I'd usually go to bed and I'm like, nah, I'm going to keep watching. And so I just, I was so, because I was so locked in. I usually like doing something with my hands while I watch something, but I wasn't even moving while watching this show. And I kept going and going and clicking the next episode and then I'm like, whew, I've been doing this for a while. I wonder what time it is. It was 530 in the morning and I was halfway through the season finale and I was oh. like, oh, might as well finish it. I binged that entire show in one night because of how locked in I was. That show That's was peak. Awesome. Mike Flanagan cooked. Yeah. I love Mike Flanagan. Um, but my last movie that I watched uh, was called Pay the Ghost. A Nick Cage horror movie that yeah, was I... so horrendous. Um, it's really just a insidious ripoff. Uh, Sarah Wayne Callis is in it um, from The Walking Dead. Uh, it's it's not good. It's pretty terrible. Um, yeah, didn't enjoy it at all. Don't go watch it. One star. Um, yeah. Don't. It was a, it was a disappointment to say the least. I was pretty bored. Yeah, I remember when that movie first came out, and I was with my brother, and we were like, "Damn, that kind of sounds cool." And then we saw the reviews, and we we're like, hey, "Yeah, five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. No, thank you." <laughs> Holy cow, five percent! It it's something oh, really terrible. low. Let's see. Has a five point two on uh, IMDb, which is insanely low for IMDb. Hey, the ghost. Uh, 23 Metacritic. 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, sorry. God, that's so bad. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't good. Don't watch it. Um, but yeah, that's our that's our episode for today. Join us Friday. Much longer than I was anticipating. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I We just we, we have good chemistry, and we can just talk forever. Yeah. I love it. Hotel Rwanda made for a really interesting chat. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, check us out Friday. We're going to be reviewing The Prestige and Tenant, 
And then Tuesday, we are going over Passion of Joan of Arc. So be looking forward to that. Yeah, um, I hope you're ready for me to glaze Tenet so I'm hard. so ready. Like, like, I'm ordering my hot sauce an hour early. You don't understand that yet, but you will. Trust me. Okay. I, I, I will probably end up glazing it with you. Watch it with subtitles on, though. Trust me, because oh yeah, because th- it's not good. It's so bad. Um, There's a I scene with Michael Caine, and it's an exposition dump, and he's eating while he does it, and it's crazy. In the yeah. theaters, the first time I saw this movie, I couldn't understand a single word he was saying. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but I love um, it. It's just so fun. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us today on the Average Film yeah. Drawer. Please like if you're watching this on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to our channel if you have not. Um, comment down below what your thoughts on Hotel Rwanda are, uh, or any of the movies we've talked about, really. Um, and if you want to follow us on our socials, I'm Trey the Film Noob everywhere. I'm going to try to be more active. I'm not very active on TikTok. I'm going to try to be more active on Twitter from now on, because it's not that hard. Um, so you can check me out there. I'm Trey the Film Noob on Letterboxd. Evan is Evan0567 on Letterboxd. Um, if you're listening, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us. Please uh, leave us a review. It helps us immensely. Um, and we will see you next time on your favorite film podcast, The Average Film Enjoyer.